0: How about that cigar? How about that cigar?
1: (laughs) Slight pause. Ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night. It's our favorite night of the week. You know it. You love it. We are here. How about that cigar live? Episode number 67. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. We're so glad that you guys are with us. Please take just a minute if you would. Share us out to your favorite Facebook cigar groups and give us a like give us a subscribe give Mm -hmm. us all that good stuff if you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast thank you so much for listening and please take just a moment subscribe to the podcast and give us a nice fat five-star rating we appreciate that very much Fat as always We're brought to you from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and Drew Estate wants to tell you about the launch of the latest addition to the Deadwood lineup, Leather Rose. Mm. To all retailers nationwide, uniting with her sisters Sweet Jane, Fat Bottom Betty, and Crazy Alice, the spicy Leather Rose is the boldest lady of the bunch. This 5x54 torpedo features a rich Maduro wrapper and proves to be the spiciest of the Deadwood family. Lighting up the Leather Rose will fill the room with her exotic aroma, plus the effortless draw will leave you longing for more more. The Deadwood Leather Rose is a 5x54 torpedo packaged in 24 count boxes and will be shipping in July. For more info, please visit drewestate.com. So, how about that Cigar Live episode number 67? Thank you guys so much for being with us. Yes. A couple things going on in the sports world. It's actually exciting, you know, we get to talk about sports again. What? So, I was reading some everybody's got their preliminary predictions, you know, about the baseball season uh, and I was reading an article on CBSSports.com about you know what their predictions are. And they actually predict, and I can't hesitate to agree with them, they actually predict that Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins, our team, they are going to win their first postseason game since 2004. And we've had plenty of postseason games since 2004, but we've lost every last one of them. All of them. I- 16 in a row yep yeah 16 postseason losses in a row so it's time Mm -hmm. for us to win but they did say and i i hate to agree with them but unless the first team we face in the postseason is the yankees i i say what you want about the yankees love them or hate them Mm -hmm. you have to you have to just be realistic with with how good of a team they are and they're going to be a fantastic team again this season
0: well and and they were battling with minnesota last year for the home run uh numbers and so they've got the bats like we've got the bats yeah and uh their pitching is like that much better than ours
1: uh yeah i'd say yeah get out the yeah you know the yard step because their pitching is outstanding it is fantastic um on the football side of things um so i'll be honest and i've said this on the show before the when we talk about sports a little bit you guys know that i am no fan of the seattle seahawks if you're if you're a seahawks (laughs) fan god bless you and and yeah i wish you nothing but the best uh but the you know to give props to a phenomenal player michael bennett and just announced that he's retiring from the game And, you know, he, he played for a couple other teams, but you know, he's, he's known as the Seattle Seahawk and he truly is one of the best defensive ends to ever play the game. Absolutely. So we wish him the best in retirement. You know, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch him play even, even when he was beating up on my Green Bay Packers or Vikings um, or or Garrett's Vikings. Uh, You know, it, it was a lot of fun to watch him play and he, he played with absolute tenacity. Uh, So, you know, we wish him the best in retirement. Yep um so guys as always we have a great special guest this evening uh we're very excited we this is this is somebody that we wanted to cover you know at the 2019 trade show and as you know we weren't able to attend the trade show in 2019 so tonight we're excited to have him on the show uh and as always guys our special guest segment is brought to you by corona cigar company and coronacigar.com they are the internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. And you'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American... President and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. For more information on all of that, please visit CoronaCigar.com and FloridaSunGrown.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, no more waiting. Please welcome to How About That Cigar Live, episode number 67 from Ace Prime Cigars, Luciano Mareas. Welcome,
0: Luciano. Welcome. Thank
2: you. Thank you very much. Excited to be here tonight.
1: Yeah, we are. Like I said, this, you know, when when we realized, you know, that the the attendance at the 2019 trade show for us wasn't going to happen, we were disappointed for a lot of reasons. But one of the things that we saw from, you know, a lot of our, our, our friends in other cigar media outlets like Half Wheel and Blind Man's Puff and, and, and uh, other outlets that were covering the show was this new company that, you know, to you and, and people that you work with, not so new, but to a lot of us in the premium cigar world and, and a lot of consumers out there we were seeing a lot of buzz around Ace Prime. And I, I was just blown away by how much coverage there was. And I thought it was really great to see because I, I, I love seeing, you know, the, the new things spring up, you know, in, in and amongst the, the established companies. And it was a company that was getting so much great press. Um, so we were, you know, obviously disappointed that we couldn't attend the trade show, you know, and get to know you guys but we're really excited that we have a chance to have you on the show tonight and get a little bit of an idea about your story. So before we get into you know all the backstory and our questions and everything, give our viewers and listeners an idea of what you're smoking and drinking along with us this evening.
2: Well, uh, I'm going to start with the drink. So I am actually drinking a glass of red wine. you want to know what, what red wine it is? <laughs> uh, it's one of my uh, – uh, it's one of my – choice is when, I, when I'm smoking what I'm going to smoke, which is an Italian Barolo. So I love Barolo wine. And that's the one I'm, I'm drinking right now. And what I'm smoking is our new release of Crown Heads called Mil Diaz. This is actually a factory uh, band. It's not the final yeah. band. Uh, but this this cigar has been quite a journey. Uh, that's why it's called Mil Diaz. It means 1,000 days.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's a that's a cigar release that you know we we saw the press release come out about that, and um, you know if if it's a collaboration with uh, with a company like Crown Heads, then we've seen so many great collaborations from those guys before, and you know it's it's definitely a collaboration that we're excited about. I know a lot of our viewers and listeners are excited about that as well, um, and we definitely want to talk about that release. But, you know, give us an idea going back, you know, to, you know, the fact that we, we couldn't have a trade show this year. But, you know, the, the, there was so much buzz surrounding you guys at the, at the 2019 trade show. You know, tell us about, um, you know, how much that buzz meant to you guys and, and blossoming into what turned out to be a really phenomenal 2019 for you.
2: I think the, you know, the buzz was created for a very simple reason. Uh, we we were authentic, so we really showed what we are capable of doing, and I think we had a very unique position where people from the industry who knew us for over 10 years would go and even tell their clients and say, hey, go check those guys out. You know, they make great cigars. Uh, I don't believe that was ever... Uh, endorsements from uh, big heavyweights of the industry to anyone that was just started you know as, as a distribution uh, and we get this amazing you know endorsements from my padrino from, uh, from Ernesto endorsements from the Newman family and for you know so many others uh, that, uh, that definitely helped to create that, that you know exposure and people at least got curious to come and try us out so and we we really enjoyed the show we had a great show it was a great show for us you know it was a it was a big debut um but now you know we have new circumstances we have a new reality and uh and i think we, we're going to still
1: have great trade shows uh, in the future absolutely please hold there we go we're back there we go I,
2: <laughs> over man i almost start like hey guys welcome to the how about that cigar? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I here. have a good night that's right. <laughs> <laughs> funny so here we are all right that's so the, Matt you were talking about so we were we're going to talk about what we
1: are smoking tonight um, so Garrett and I fired up some of these this evening uh, I just fired up the Pichardo Connecticut which I did sample a couple days ago and loved it that's why I wanted to smoke it on the show tonight and Garrett is smoking the I am smoking
0: the Pichardo San Andreas? San Andreas. Is that's this the San that's is that the, the Habano? That's the albano. That's oh, that's like, dang it. <laughs> you were gonna
1: fire up the San Andreas. And I you was. fired up the wrong one.
0: I grabbed the wrong dang one.
1: Well, you know what?
2: There, still, there is no wrong choice there.
0: It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's still
1: gonna be good. There's there's no bad cigars in that bag right there.
0: No, because this is already doing things to my face <laughs> that I love. So One of the things, Luciano,
1: that we love to understand and get to know from the people who we have on the show is, you know, backstory. And there's um, there's so many different interesting stories out there. We have we've talked to people who've you know had families in in the tobacco business going back generations and generations, and we've talked to also people who who literally are have only been you know working in premium cigars for less than a year. Um, and and so many things in between as well so um, I actually spent some time researching you and and just so you know we had an idea about you before the show and I just loved a lot of the stuff that I found out about your backstory so uh, give everybody just a little bit of a snapshot of of your backstory and 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 how that sort of blossomed into a love for premium cigars
2: well that uh... So, if the question is uh, how I got into this business, uh, it's always been a passion of mine. I've, I've always smoked cigars, and uh, you know, we can go back to my free uh, cigar uh, career, but I, I was actually working for the Dominican Republic government as a consultant, fighting for taxes uh, for South America and uh, in some, some Eastern European countries where... Uh, Texas was extremely uh, non-competitive to compare with Cuban cigars at that time. So like Brazil, for, for instance, they had absolutely zero import tax for any Cuban cigars at that time to this day. And then you had this amazing uh, uh, Dominican cigars being manufactured and getting to Brazil in an exorbitant price because of that by their agreement. So we had a very successful case. That's when I met Ernesto. Uh, and he was, uh, I like to say that he's my padrino because uh, Ernesto was the guy who kind of taught me about the business. Uh, he he helped me uh, understand uh, the business of tobacco. And I remember to this day what he told me, he said, you know, if you want to make money, just get out of this industry. You're not going to make money. <laughs> 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 but if you have, but if you have passion for this, uh, you're going to be amazed by the relationships and the friendships that are developed in this industry. And he was absolutely right. Uh, uh, not much about that uh, uh, making money part, <laughs> but he uh, he was absolutely right. I mean, you know, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of uh, a lot of work, but also it takes a lot of uh, and I've been using overusing this word a lot. it takes a lot of legitimacy. So you have to be legit. You have to uh, be be uh, truthful about uh, uh, what you are, what you're capable of, and 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 you know. There's so many stories in this industry that I hear all the time. There's so many things that you hear that almost kind of creates this uh, this credibility, you know. So, I and those those words uh, really resonate in, on me, and uh, it was a was a big Ernesto was a big you know incentivizer for me to kind of move on and uh, and, and and do what we're doing right now. So Ernesto was the bridge uh, with Pichardo. Pichardo was recently moved from Cuba to uh, to Brazil at that time and then to Nicaragua. And Pichardo uh, was responsible for the uh, d 4 uh series of artists. Uh So he, he was a really shy guy, you know, didn't speak any English. Uh, and Ernesto, uh, when he uh, introduced me to him, he said, although that guy is... He's a genius. You, you guys will be good together. And so, when I was working with the, with the R, I, I really, you know, we got got to know pretty much everybody in the industry. I got to know. I'm so sorry, man. I got distracted So my dog is here. Uh, we hear him. It's all
1: good. No, that's all right.
2: We, we are lovers <laughs> of the dogs. Yeah, we, we love. someone else. <laughs> okay. So, you guys will get to know my family. Come over here. <laughs> yes. Is, I love this. This is my daughter Rebecca. I don't know somewhere. if they wanna yeah. they Hello. Came to surprise me here. Hi, Hi Rebecca. That's how her. are you? That's I'm my, doing well. That's my wife Cynthia. Hey. Hiya.
0: Nice to meet it's you. It's so
1: nice to meet you guys. We're we're excited to uh you know learn about this this great company and and uh you know just get to know you know get to know the family. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: just got home and wanted to say hi, I assume. Didn't know. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> <no.
1: laughs>
2: all good. Guys are loving,
0: by the way.
1: Oh my god! Oh great! <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs>
0: Love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: so yes, I don't know what it was. I was talking about. Oh yeah, it's about DR, right? So DR gave me this yeah. kind of amazing opportunity to uh, to get to know all the all the tobacconists. You know, all the. Uh, all, all the people in the industry down there, uh, but I got this special connection with Ernesto. He really embraced me, and uh, and we, we spent a lot of time talking and, and talking about the future, talking about the industry. It was a uh, it was a great great uh, time of my life, and and I got really encouraged. You know, I, I was blessed to to have the the means to uh, to start something new. I continued with the political consultancy for almost like five years. Um, and uh i was managing a fund as well but i was always being like fully committed in my this has been my my main business for for a long time yeah so that we moved to nicaragua and we start tobacco and we uh we start manufacturing for we became known as food constructors of cigars outsourcing cigars for i don't know you name it a lot of people uh, different seasons we made cigars for, for a bunch of people cigars they got awarded eventually but we could never go there and claim the prize, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's always behind the scenes. And uh, and one day, a very good, good friend of mine, uh, he's an NBA champion, Thiago, uh, he convinced me to, uh, to really kind of create our own brands and try to imagine shifting this culture of uh, making cigars for other people and never competing with any of our clients and then suddenly coming up with this idea. You know, I, It took me almost two years to digest the idea. Yeah. And then we finally decided to do it, which was uh, at the PCA, IPCPR, of 2019. Um, mm-hmm. We had this big celebration of, of a lot of hard work of, uh, for over two years. Some of the cigars <clears> and the ones you're smoking right now are cigars that actually rolled two years before the show because that's, that's how the process of, uh, of preparation of that cigar, that's how long it takes to prepare that cigar. So uh, it, was a, it was a big party for us. It was amazing. And now with the with the strategic alliance with the crown heads, it's been even like you know better. So we opened uh, over two digits of accounts in uh, in uh, in Las Vegas at the show, and of course a few months later we opened more accounts, uh, and we grew uh, I would say substantially fast. Uh, and now with the crown heads, you know, we went to a different level. Those guys are amazing. So we. We've been making cigars for them. We made the Juarez. Uh, we've been doing some uh, other kind of specific small projects. And now with the Mil Diaz, I believe that Mil Diaz is a culmination of a lot of work too. And that's why it's called Mil Diaz. That's the cigar I'm smoking. It means that we it truly have been uh it is the celebration of this one thousand days of uh, of hard work and uh and in this when I say hard work, that's a lot of pleasure involved too in, in making in making this amazing uh, product and all the products we've been developing together.
1: Yeah. And there's, there's so much that, you know, led up to the, uh, you know, the, the place that you have today in, in the premium cigar world. And that's one of the things that a lot of companies, um, you know, have some similarities with that where, they they have a factory presence. They have a manufacturing presence, a blending presence, where they work with other companies to to build their brand and to um, you know come up with these amazing blends that uh, can have um, you know great success on the market and and a, a lot of uh, consumers like us have have loved throughout the years and and then all of a sudden, like you said, you convert to. Producing your own brands and your own blends for your own uh, for your own company that potentially, in some cases, you know, are going to compete for humidor space with brands that you've been producing faithfully for a long time. Um, so that has to be a tricky situation sometimes. Um, but at the same time, I know that. It, my experience with the premium cigar world is, there the relationships in the business are so strong, and it's filled with so many great people who, actually, it, it, even though there's a implied competition, there's also a camaraderie and a and and almost a mentorship that goes along with it. So, what what did you notice with those relationships as they transitioned, you know, from from a manufacturing partner to, you know, a little bit of competition, but at the same time, you know, did you have people saying, hey, you're going to compete with us now, but I still wish you all the best? What was that like when that first started transitioning?
2: That's a very good question, man. I think this industry is like no other industry of camaraderie. So you see a lot of people supporting each other, and remember that we grow tobacco and we trade a lot of tobacco. A lot of people use our tobacco, we use other people's tobacco, we, uh, we, we buy, we sell. So that relationship always existed in the cigar industry. That's something that people don't realize. You know, I, I truly believe there's no competition at all. Of course, you know, in, my, in our position, we had this comfortable position of just being manufacturers. Uh, and we are, we, are, we are actually happy to be in the backstage and work behind the scenes, you know. And we, we consolidated our reputation by doing that. Uh, so what I did, I told you, you know, it took us two years to digest and make sure that we we are, we are you know going to do this. And I I remember having conversations with many colleagues and saying, hey, I I, I might do this. Would, would would you be okay with? It? And then you know, and I can tell you that ninety nine percent of them validated our decision, uh, which is crazy. You know, if you look at, uh, at any other uh, consuming product and and try to do the same, you know, it's it's always a uh, it's always uh, an issue, so in our case, there was no issue whatsoever. Of course, we have to kind of shift a little bit. Stop. We stopped some of uh, ma- most of our uh, production that we are doing for other brands and focus in ours. We still maintain a couple of um, of other uh, other brands. You know, Crown Heads was one of them, and uh, and now you know we not only manufacture Crown Heads cigars, but we are we are happy to to uh, to you know, do this alliance, and Brownheads is now distributing all these prime products. Uh, and you know, this roadshow we had a couple of days ago—I mean, it's still going on. I went to a few two days ago; uh, it was amazing. You know, just just seeing the results of this alliance and seeing just people bringing uh, the product to their shops. I'm just kind of getting—just in your chat here—I got ready three people that I that I met. You know. Uh, one in Kansas City, two in Indiana, in my watch party here, just saying. hey, I talked to Luciano, you know, just three days ago. Yes, we did talk, and, and, you know, we're getting to know more and more people. And the relationship that we have with the Crown Heads is just amazing. You know, I just love those guys. I know Miguel, uh, who was the National Sales Manager for almost 12 years. Uh, he's been a, a, a very good friend of mine in you know, all this this entire time. And uh, he was the bridge between us at the and the uh, Crown Heads. And once, you know, the relationship was established, uh, we only, you know, grew more and more in that relationship of trust and, and camaraderie. And uh, we all kind of, just like Mike likes to say, you know, this is absolutely organic. None of us ever, like, forced and say, hey, let's have a meeting and discuss the future. It was always, like, over a good meal or talking about, you know, something else. And then, hey, by the way, you know, you guys are doing this. Let's do this together. Like, you know, it was was a natural, natural uh, consequence of of a a very fruitful
0: and positive uh, relationship. Yeah. Well, and you talked about relationships already a few times and how important those are, Um, but also the quality of relationships in the cigar industry, whether you're on the manufacturing side, whether you're in brick and mortar um, or in media, I got to say the relationships and the camaraderie and the love is like nothing I've ever seen before. And like we talked in the pre-show, you know, I spent some time in ministry training and, and all of that. And I can say that um, the the cigar industry has something very special um, about it that I just absolutely love. You talked early on about Ernesto. What are some other key relationships and our mentors that you had in developing what you now have as a skill set for Uh, Either blending or the business part of uh, the cigar industry.
2: You know, I'm a blessed man. I I got tremendous mentors. You know, I mean, Ernesto was uh, was believe it or not. I didn't kind of we never worked too much into the blending. Uh, Ernesto and I was more like to the business side. Uh, But of Mm -hmm. course, he oversee he oversaw many of the blends we we created. He's always have a word uh, for me. But uh, I would say Pachardo probably is uh, one that I. I'm very thankful to be partnered with uh Kichata is this like encyclopedia man the guy overseeing the 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 top selling cigar believe it or not the part that sells more than kohiba top selling cigar in the world you know uh, the serious you know the, so that guy you know i knew i was i was going to to have this journey with with someone that kind of knew everything about cigars the guy who kind of grew up in a family where his father was in the cigar industry working for, uh, for the cigar industry in Cuba. His great-grandfather was. His great-grandfather was. So there was all this kind of generations of knowledge. And then one of the persons that I, I always like to kind of uh, remember and tribute is Arsenio Ramos. Arsenio, I think, mm. taught me everything about fermentation, uh, all this anaerobic uh, fermentation that we were discussing offline. I mean, that guy invented... That, the whole thing, you know. He's the guy who created uh, that process. And I think I was blessed to have for the last five years of his life, uh, his, his mentorship, constant mentorship. Every day, uh, as you guys know, I spend half of my time in Nicaragua, at least uh, a week, two weeks a month. I, um, we would go to the factory, you know, usually five o'clock, either we'll meet at his son's factory or he'll come over to our factory and we'll spend time just kind of talking, smoking, blending. Um, so I'm blessed. I had these three guys who I own everything. You know, everything I know I learned with them.
1: And so you you mentioned the uh the fermentation, and that's actually what I want to get into next because you know, we we have talked to a lot of people who uh, work directly in the tobacco side with the from everything from the growing to the curing to the fermentation to the rolling uh all of it and that's one of the things that Garrett and I love to talk to people about is the little differences because at the end of the day you know we're talking about tobacco that's um essentially goes through the same process before it reaches the end consumer but what we like to dig out are the little differences with each factory that that set them apart and you mentioned uh, uh if I'm saying it right anaerobic fermentation so tell us the difference between that and and what people commonly um, think about when they think of these big pillones, you know in these in these massive rooms that you can barely walk into because the you know the smell of ammonia in the air is so thick you can, you can't even breathe being in the room for more than 10 seconds. So tell us about your process and and what makes it um, the, the end product for the consumer um, special.
2: So when we talk about the pylones, uh that is a very uh, important part of, of any cigar manufacturing. As you know, uh, aging the tobacco is extremely important. And when you say aging the tobacco, it's not just kind of getting a, 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 a whiskey and aging to, your, uh, to what you want. Uh, you need some amount of time to get that tobacco ready. It's like you said, uh, there is a reaction uh, of the, the yeast of the tobacco with the protein that releases that enzyme that creates that, uh, the release of all the ammonia. Uh, and that needs to happen, uh, you know, that it, it cannot actually, uh, you cannot actually speed that process. So, And we're talking about like Maduros, like in our, in our market here. Everybody thinks that a harsh cigar and spicy, it's a Maduro. And we all know that's not true. Uh, it's usually under-fermented tobacco, tobacco that didn't go through the process in the telonis. Uh, one of the things that we do, and I believe, uh, I know just one manufacturer that does the same, uh, of course, was uh, mentored by Arsenio as well, is what you mentioned. It's the anaerobic process of fermentation. After the cigars are rolled, um, we put our, we put this is a specific line of the Pichado Reserva Familiar, which is the Albano, the San Andreas, and the Connecticut. Two of them you guys are smoking right now. So we put them in plastic bags, and we try to remove as much oxygen as we can. Uh, By doing that, we are just giving more power to the yeast and taking the power of the bacteria. I know it sounds weird, but that's how I learned from our standard, too. Uh, It's it's pure biology. So even our bodies, if you have a uh, bacteria infection and you take antibiotics, you're going to end up killing a spectrum of bacteria that actually are good for you. And that's mm. why we have sometimes hashes and yeast infections uh, because actually the good bacteria that were creating that balance in your body are now uh, are now gone. So the yeast yeah. are taking over. So with this cigar, this is very positive. So you want the yeast to, to take over and you want that fermentation to occur. Uh, and then you have a more healthy leaf as well. So by, by putting the cigars after a roll in this plastic basket, you're moving the oxygen. Uh, makes that blending uh, very special. You know, you you actually ignite a process, uh, a secondary process of fermentation, which is uh, very interesting to work with, especially if you're making bold cigars. Because now you can actually create a taste profile that's not harsh, it's not spicy, it's rounded, but carries a, a huge amount of nicotine on that specific blend. You know, carries a lot of a lot of strength. Uh, like the cigars that you're smoking right now, the Connecticut that you're smoking has uh, has uh, one and a half lip of Ligero. The cigar you smoke in the Savannah, uh has, it's a double Ligero, but it's just not going to feel anything in your front palate. And the reason is because it goes through this process and then after that, 15 more months uh, of aging. And then you release the product. So it requires a lot of uh, investment. So you have to invest a lot of tobacco, sit in that tobacco and wait until we release. So planning is a key. To produce this type of cigar with this quality with this taste profile it's it's really uh it is an expensive cigar to produce but it's so rewarding you know we are getting so great in the cigars and uh it's such an amazing acceptance uh you know we, we can't complain about that
0: yeah uh during that uh when we were just letting luciano talk about that special fermenting process um, I nearly punched Matt <laughs> because I am in a enjo- good way <laughs> I am enjoying this cigar so much it is very special um, to to call it smooth and creamy um, I take back all the times I said that before about a cigar um, sure it about. is absolutely delicious thank you this yeah coffee and awesomeness is yeah. just... Well, and from a, you
1: know, we, we don't do a ton of tasting notes on the show. We uh-uh. save that for our reviews, but we do uh, occasionally when we're smoking cigars on the show. And, you know, this one, like I said, I, I snuck a taste of one a couple days ago and, and smoked one of these Connecticuts. And it's the thing I really enjoy about this one is there's, there's a very interesting mix of, of something that reminds me of, of butterscotch. You know, it's sweet and smooth, but there's also a sort of smokiness, you know, like a campfire hickory kind of smokiness to mm-hmm. it um, with there's no harshness. There's no, uh, there. there's just hints in the retrohale when the smoke comes out of the nose, you know, hints of, you know, little, little, you know, spice to let you know that, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's something there, but it's, it's uh that combination of the sweet, sort of butterscotchy kind of thing along with the hickory kind of smokiness is mm. something that I can't remember ever noticing that sort of combination mm-hmm. uh, before in, in, uh, in a cigar. And you, you mentioned that the, the Lajero in this blend, a lot of people stay away from Lajero when it comes to blending a Connecticut shade wrap cigar. Um, most likely, like you already mentioned, not because of the strength, but because, uh, possibly the Lajero, uh wasn't processed properly and, and had some residual ammonia, is that right?
2: Yes, and actually, uh, it's a very good point. So this specific cigar, uh, we use what we call the hybrid Connecticut. If you, if you pay attention to this Connecticut and put next to uh, any other Connecticut, you notice that this one is more opaque. It's not much kind of uh, shine. And the reason why is because this is a hybrid with uh, 20% of, uh, of Havana. So this is a Criollo hybrid of uh with Connecticut you know technically it's a Connecticut because it's predominant Connecticut uh yeah but that gives give us the ability to kind of build stronger blends with Connecticut and create different taste profiles which was always the idea of Ace Prime so how how in, how innovative can you be this day so what, what can you create that's new in this market that's so many factors making wonderful cigars so it requires for you to take some risks and try different things and I believe that the cigar you're smoking right now, Matt, is a. It's definitely a consequence of uh, of taking that risk to kind of blend something that uh, that would be uh, unique for uh, for people's palate. That that was the whole idea, and and the other two of this line was exactly the same thing. You know, can we with the anaerobic process develop a, a clean smoke, a clean uh, a clean uh, in flavor? You know, where there's no harshness, no spiciness, but we can use a, a good amount of the uh, because the more the less sickle you use the less leaves of combustion you use the more space you have to play with flavors so the mm. because usually even because of the mass the density of of the sickle is extremely thin so you have to use a lot of sickle to create eventually some sort of uh, a, a flavor experience you know the, the stelly sickle has a little more predominance than any other sickle but still not enough so it's almost like a a, a, a we call vanilla, right? Like neutral. Yeah. Uh, so the less sick we use, the more visto and the hero you use, the more flavorful cigars we have. Uh, and, and that's what we try to do with this line of cigars. A, there's a tremendous amount of visto in the hero. And then if you cut open the cigar, you see that's only half a leaf of sick in each one of them. And,
0: and we don't often talk about MSRP on on the show, but... You've said this is a very expensive process for these cigars. Does this line all pretty much MSRP about the same price?
2: If I tell you, are not going to believe it. It's it's
0: $12. No.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good price point, definitely. Um, there's That is a there <laughs> Just from point. experience, and our viewers and listeners know, you, we've all smoked cigars, and one of the things we do in our reviews is... Uh, um, uh, the, is is taking into account the the price point of the cigars, and you know whether whether or not the cigar smokes equal to better than or worse than its price point. Um, and uh, I you know just you, you know w- without getting into the official review process, you know I'll say that I'll say that this cigar certainly smokes above its price point mm-hmm. um, because and 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 that's it's not an easy thing to do these days. Is to to make a, to put a product on, especially in tobacco, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean you, I know you have your own sources, um, but you know blends blends often are made with tobaccos from s- some of your own farms, but then some farms you know oh, uh, they, you know tobaccos that you purchase from other from other suppliers, and um, it, it's getting tougher and tougher. We know from talking to so many people to source quality tobacco. Uh, At a decent price and, and, you know, going into the next few years, it's probably going to be a little tougher, you know, because, you know, of the, uh, of quarantine and things like that, that are probably going to make prices on a lot of raw materials increase. Uh, But, you know, just uh, that, that, that rambling is just me saying that the cigar definitely smokes better than its price point. Definitely.
0: Yep. Yep, Absolutely.
1: So You mentioned, you mentioned a minute ago about um, uh, your relationship, you, the friendship you have with uh, Tiago Splitter, and I want to know about the series, the MXS. You know, and you know, there's there's the the cigar that the namesake for Tiago Splitter, and then there's the cigar the namesake for for Dominic Wilkins. You know, how did those friendships ev- uh, develop and evolve? And uh, you know, what uh, you know, kind of how did all that come about with them? Uh, you know, working with you to, to have cigars created with their with their signatures on them?
2: Yeah, so the, the MXS is a brand on its own. So we, we, we have the signature lines. This was an idea we had, uh, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, we wanted to uh, not, not just honor the career, but also send a message to the public uh, that what it means to, to really live a life of maximum excellence success. And there's a little trick here. A lot of people think it's because of the celebrity song. It's because Dominic Wilkins is such a, this uh, amazing uh, player, the best thinker of all times. And he's a legend. And Tiago Splitter, NBA champion. Those things, I can tell you, uh, we are live. It's almost like small traps for, for a bigger message. Yeah. So uh, if, Because if, if you dig their lives, if you know uh, what Tiago Splitter does, uh, Tiago Splitter is a man that lives for philanthropy. Like the guy who uh, created this institution in Brazil, helping thousands of kids. You have Doug Wilkins, who, uh, who supports so many uh, nonprofits. He's, uh, he's the president of a board uh, of uh, Culture City, which is a uh, nonprofit that creates awareness uh, for autism. He has a special kid himself who's, who just went through a surgery two weeks ago. Those are tremendous human beings, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that actually, I can plug exactly. I can I can plug the the the, the other part of the question, uh, which is how how I have the relationships. I think the relationships are based in and humane relationships, not not on the fact that they are uh, celebrities or they are successful. But the you know the the MXS uh, wants to send that message, and I'll give you. I'm gonna actually give you some. Uh, Give an idea of what that means. Uh, one of the MXS that will be launched uh, next year, it's called the MXS Lester. And Lester, he is—he's uh, one of our employees that's been with us for the past seven years. Uh, his story is beautiful. He was uh, actually—he was a kid who was just basically living in the streets of Philly, and uh, and we 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 got him to to work for us he was basically working our factory when the factory was much smaller than it was right now and he would just kind of wet the floor so the dust wouldn't go up that was his job for like for a few months and then he started learning every single process of of the factory now he's our go for guy like he knows everything you know in the, in the back he represents someone who is uh he's a fighter who fought for his life now he's married he has a kid he's developing his life and and for us, this is maximum, excellent success. So a lot of people mm-hmm. think, well, those are celebrity cigars. Those are cigars that you know, Dominic Wilkins is just to sell, you know, and it's not. Believe it or not, uh, it is actually to send a positive message. Those cigars are are tremendous. You know, Dominic Wilkins doesn't uh, the cigar doesn't go through the anaerobic process, but it's extremely aged. The reason why it doesn't go through that process is because the the average age in that tobacco that we have is pretty high, so we reached already the plateau of a full flavor. Uh and, and also that's a very good example of a cigar that uh has the hero, you just don't you don't kill it because it's, it's properly aged, it's a true Maduro. Uh and then you know the the Tiago splitters that can floral smoke, extremely floral. I know that's this overused term calling everything Cubanist, but it is extremely Cuban. Uh and and I think the challenge was that this was all Pichardos Marriage, so he blended that cigar, uh, was to create a floral taste profile with Nicaraguan mix. I think that was kind of the whole idea, and he achieve, achieved that really well. So, we're really proud of that cigar. We have now Adrian Gonzalez, which is another amazing human being, uh, that's now being released in September. So, uh, all the cigars are produced since last year. We're just gonna age in there, make sure they are, uh, they are you know, fine to be released. Uh, all the MXR lines uh are uh limit series, you know. We just didn't announce the quantity, the but they are limited series. And uh, Adrian Gonzalez uh, is just this amazing smoke, very dense. Uh, it carries some uh some pillow de oro as well, but it's a bold dark uh cigar is a, uh, a Mexican Cinobrilla wrapper. He has to be Mexican this, because he's Mexican. He said, I want a Mexican wrapper in my cigar you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. So we try to do something unique in that cigar. It will come in only one single vitola, which is a uh, 50 by 6 and a half, which is the, the actual two, Cuban toro, or some people call a cano um, It's a very good size. I love that size. But yeah, MXS is about actually, you know, uh, showing true values, not just the shallowness of, of being a celebrity just because. Yeah. Yeah, so all the life histories about the values that we care as, as as human beings, and all every single one of these guys who are signing these this brands—they're not just friends; they are amazing human beings.
1: Yeah, and that's it's it's nice to hear that and see that because there have been plenty of of uh, cigars over the decades that have been, uh, you know, essentially celebrity cigars, like you said. And I'm not going to name any names, but there have been plenty of them on the market. Mm-hmm. And some of them have been just fine as, as a cigar goes, you know, that the cigar, some of the cigars have been, have been good, but it, it's, it's nice to, uh, you know, to, to understand the stories behind these men and, you know, of humble beginnings and, and giving back, you know, later in life, uh, you know, on achieving success, you know, giving back to, um, you know, causes that that's, Are near and dear to their hearts um and the cigars are are not a means for them to increase their celebrity in any way the cigars are a means for them to uh possibly increase awareness of of a cause that they believe in and also um you know if if anything uh foster some some better relationships in the world and we know that Mm. premium cigars there is something about a premium cigar sitting down with, with people who possibly you've never even met before where you can foster relationships, you know, through this smoke rising up into the air that you you seem to not be able to get that kind of a, uh, a, a relationship building tool anywhere else.
2: Yeah, it's true. I think uh, we talked about this, you know, cigars are just uh, an amazing uh it's an amazing catalyzer uh, yeah. for uh, for different conversations and consequently, you know, good relationships. I remember, uh, you know, all, all, every single one of these relationships, Adrian or Tiago or, or Dominique, they occur, uh, you know, we got to know each other very special circumstances. We always know a good friend uh, introduced us, uh, someone, you know, in common, like a Dominique and Tiago. Tiago was his friend. He Tiago played for the Atlanta Hawks uh for a very little bit. So they, they got to connect and become friends. They they always smoke cigars together. So it was kinda a no brainer, you know, just to send him samples and start talking to him until we had a chance to get to know each other. You know, I know his family, he knows my family, he know my girls, my my wife. Uh so you know, it becomes a very organic relationship. Um yeah.
1: Well, and speaking of relationships, you touched on it already a little bit, but um, you know, from the the standpoint of the the, the partnership now that's developed with Crown Heads, um, and knowing the you know the people who make up Crown Heads, you know John and Mike and Miguel and and Brian, you know they're they're really good people, and uh, they also you know happen to have some really good cigars. Um, but they also have, you know, like you said, you're, they're, they're handling now the distribution for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but distribution, I think a lot of times is sort of misunderstood. Um, and so what, what really led to that decision as far as, you know, because when you come to a decision like that together with, with, you know, your side and their side, the, it's a decision that has to be, you know, beneficial to your company, to their company, and also something that's going to, in some way, benefit the end consumer. Um, and So what does that all look like as far as what, what makes it a good partnership for you guys?
2: I think in one of those like perfect marriages, you know, uh, as I told you guys before, it's, it was extremely organic. I've been talking to Mike for almost two years uh, and, and, We would like, you know, consider some possibilities together since we start uh, blending and manufacturing for them. We've been talking a lot. I told them about our idea uh, of launching uh, Ace Prime, you know, uh, before we launch Ace before anything else. Uh, And then, uh, I mean, Mike and John and Miguel and and Brian, those guys are always being our side, you know. I was cheering for us because they know the quality of our products. They're excited about the launching uh, when, when everything happened, um, and by the way, this decision was made, as you can see by the PR way before the COVID, this was, I think we released this PR middle January or something. Yeah. Uh, we had no idea what's going to, to occur. A lot of people think that we merged because there was something going on, you know, like, uh, I, either one of us were not doing well, which is not the case, quite the opposite. We're, you know, growing and growing fast. Strongheads was doing really well. Uh, we just decided to join forces because we saw in each other that you know uh, one plus one equals one thousand, not two. You know, we, we realized that the, the the sum of the parts were, were were bigger than the parts separate. So we we had that conscience, and we, that's why we worked towards this this alliance. And nowadays many products being developed for, uh, for Crown Heads in our factory. So there'll be more releases coming, more things uh, happening. So they have a special, you know, space in our heart. And we're always going to prioritize that as they prioritize us. And it was beautiful to see the, rapper, the, the reps working, you know, uh, throughout this week uh, with the, the trade show. I mean, uh, Ace Prime products are considered as Crown Heads products. They have the same treatment, the same treatment. Uh, the same consideration and we are we are so thankful because again this wouldn't be possible if you're not dealing with people of character people of of, of values you know and uh and we are blessed because you know (laughs) everything this guys is being extremely organic and i can only call it's no other name it's a blessing blessing from god
1: yeah that's awesome um so the the Mildias is announced. It's coming soon, and uh, you also mentioned a couple other things. But you know, aside from the releases, which you know we definitely want people to go to their local brick and mortars and check out these these cigars as they hit the market. Um, but from an overall standpoint, uh, what is it? What are your big hopes for for Pichardo for Ace Prime? for the next, you know, 365 days? What, what are you hoping for?
2: The same we hope since we, we started. Uh, I know it sounds very, maybe, uh, naive, or, or, you know, some people would say, oh, this is just rhetoric. Uh, but that's the reality. I'm not going to hide it. I, uh, I, I believe that in my life, every single business that I got involved had a purpose and that purpose was always bigger than myself was always bigger than just me and my partner uh, was it sometimes even bigger than my, my family my closest relationships i always tried to kind of create an impact somehow i never kind of differentiate charity from business i think for me in my life for some reason those two things they go together right uh, so by employing more people in its we are we are we are you know empowering a bunch of families a bunch of families like lester and, uh, and by doing so, the product that comes out of their hands is special. I, I like to say that it translates into flavor. You know, the way you treat employees, the way you, um, the way you do business. You know, so I hope that we can continue to do business, and then I, I ask God to kind of always have keep that in mind. You know, uh, yesterday night I had uh, uh, Christian Iroa from CLE coming over for dinner here. He's in town. Uh, I happened to be in town as well, and. We're talking about this and then if you listen to the things he's doing he's creating this breast cancer center in honduras to help uh to help the themes of honduras not just his employees he's reforesting several areas that got uh uh they, they have issues over there like he's planting like uh, tree fruits everywhere to help people even with food uh you know his, his factory is uh is a standard uh, for the honduras government I love to hear the stories you know so why are the guys doing that you know? uh, because uh, what is in heart is bigger than just uh, just profit just just business you know it's it, everything goes together and the more he grows more people he will bless more more families will be employed uh, more change more impact he cause in his country more happy he will be more happy his family will be and more happy our we consumers will be so everything is interconnected yeah. everything is organic so I just hope that we can continue the same path. Uh and that's kind of we how we originate. We we actually started with this mentality, and, and I'm 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 very happy to say that to this day, I believe that mentality is it's there, uh, you know, stronger than ever.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's I, I love that philosophy because um I don't wanna get too sentimental because I tend to do that from time to time, but it's there there is something of of uh of importance surrounding premium cigars and it's 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 not it's not about necessarily the you know the cigar itself it's about it's about everything that goes into it and everything that that end experience means for you know from from the you know the person who sits in a lab and comes up with these new seeds to Mm -hmm. the person who plants those seeds to the people who cultivate them and harvest them cure them ferment them roll them uh and then you know the people who sell them Mm -hmm. to the people who smoke them and there's 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 an experience tied to each one of those steps along the way Mm -hmm. and those all those steps there's there's the individual's experience who goes through it but there's also the community around that person who who is a part of it and you know to use that same philosophy that you mentioned uh, as far as you know the all the people in this industry who who spend their time and their money and their effort to to care for and give back is is uh, it's something that I don't see a lot in, in a a lot of other industries or businesses, let's say, but there is, there is one of the many things about, you know, the premium cigar world that, that we think is so important and and is so unique and special. And, you know, we, we wish you, you know, nothing but the best. And we, we hope that you're able to continue, um, you know, Performing that mission because I think it's uh, like you said, it's a blessing, and uh, you know I I I hope that all the success comes to all those aspects for you, definitely.
2: Amen. Appreciate it, my friend.
1: So one question that we like to um, that we like to hit people with is you know out of all the blends that you know from all the series. whether it's Pachardo or MXS or Ace Prime or what, out of all the blends, what is the one that you find yourself going back to so often that you smoke more than any other?
2: I have to go. I have to go to the the new releases because I, I'm in love with the Diaz I'm in love with the uh, Lancero, the Dreamer. So we that's one of the cigars we're gonna talk about. I mean, the, the Lancero is being a hit. Doing the trade show, I, I had no idea this would happen. And to a point where, um, it sounds bragging. I don't want to sound brag, but I mean, the other reps from other companies that are at the trade show. They'll come to our booth and just grab it by you know, by a bunch, put it in their pockets and yeah, We're excited with that cigar, you know. We are really excited. Uh, I it's funny because you know, some people say, especially on the manufacturing side, they say like, you know, don't make don't make lanceros because lanceros don't sell. Uh that's I think that's a misconception. I think people are looking for good lanceros. Lanceros that have a good draw, lanceros that have flavor. And uh and that's what we achieved with this cigar. I was was telling you before, you know, the way we construct the cigar, the, the even the size of the leaves that we use to use as fillers, the way we build the construction was to have a perfect draw. Even like in our factory, my, my partner created this little adapter into the draw master. And now we can test draw every single Lancero. So you, you, the retailer is certain that any Lancero coming from our factory, we have nothing but a perfect draw. Uh, that's one of the things that makes a lot of difference. And now you can perceive a better you know, flavor with the cigars. We are really excited about that. So I've, I see myself smoking a lot of the Mildias. Uh, and that's another, another selling point right there. I can smoke any cigar of my line or anyone's cigars, and I can really enjoy it, and maybe have two cigars, then I'm going to stop for, for a while, and then I'm going to drink something, I'm going to have some food, then I go back to the cigar. So the Neil Diaz has this magical effect on me, and, and I believe on John as well, <laughs> that <laughs> you smoke one after the other, and you don't stop smoking. It, because the amount of salivation that you get, uh, is just tremendous. The flavor is something that you don't want it to stop. So, I think for retailers, this cigar is going to be, you know, a blast because, you know, if someone walks into a cigar lounge and spends like four hours, instead of smoking two cigars, they're going to smoke four. <laughs> so, that's the whole idea is to create that kind of um, mm-hmm. desire to smoke it again and again and again. So, we have a very unique place for I We like to say this a cigar like no water. Just like you know, I was telling you about uh, our our goal with each one of our cigars to create something different. I know everybody says the same thing. You know, my cigar is unique. My cigar is unique. Um, you know, I, I it somehow I'm exposing myself by saying this, but uh, but yeah, I think we are we are truthful when we say that. You know, in our case, we truly try to create something unique and create a new experience. And I think with Neil Diaz, uh I can tell you. And, uh, and I'm not gonna put words in John's mouth, but he, he was really loud about this. He says that this is was the best cigar Jack Brown has had ever put in the market.
1: Yeah, bold so it's, statement. Very,
2: it's a very bold statement. Yeah. And, and for us, it is one of the best cigars I've ever blended in my life. I, I can tell you this. It's just unique. You know, that's not like uh, nothing, it's overpowering in any sense, it's balanced in acidity. It's not an acid cigar, it's not an alkaline cigar. It's just absolutely balanced. It's best balanced in salinity, uh, in minerals. It's almost like you know uh, God touched the cigar. <laughs> this is a, this there we go, my son. this is my blessing to you because this cigar is incredible, you know, and we are we are extremely excited about it. So my answer to you is, well yes.
1: That's great. That's and, and Love it. it's it's something that like I already mentioned, as soon as the uh as soon as the announcement came out about it, uh I already knew you know a dozen people who were excited about it, myself included. So uh we're definitely looking forward to that one. Sounds good. Uh, so let's uh let's move into this week's uh some vocabulary word. And some vocabulary as always Smokabular is brought to you by A.J. Fernandez. Born and raised in Cuba, A.J. Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. Fernandez himself in order to ensure superior quality. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides blend, strength, and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer, whether it's New World, Diaz de Gloria, San Lotano, Enclave, or Artes, you're sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. So this week's vocabulary word, not unlike last week's, this week's is kind of simple, but it's one of those times where we pick word that, that it's a word we hear every day, but in the cigar world, it means something a little bit different. So this week's vocabulary word is hand. And in in tobacco, premium tobacco for premium cigars, hand is when they gather the tobacco leaves, they harvest the tobacco leaves, they gather them together and they tie them into these things that are sometimes called hands. And, uh, typically depending, it depends on the factory. I've heard some factories, uh, a hand will be about 10 leaves. Some will be about 30 or 40. Um, and, um, Luciana, you can speak to this as far as your factory, but um, you know, typically uh, when the when the tobacco leaves are cured and then uh, you know placed in the polones for fermentation, you know, those hands, uh, you know, allow you to keep tobacco leaves in a in a small group and be rotated on a you know on an easier in an easier way. So, um, as far as w- what you guys work with, you know, what what are your in your factory what do hands look like for you guys
2: so yeah we we call it in spanish una palma. so some people call it a uh, una mano, una palma. uh you know that's that's pretty much it it's it's kind of you know goes goes here and there it's, <laughs> it's no no yeah. no vision there that's yeah. really not right um it's just like you know even the, the measurements in the in, in everything when it comes to the Cuban traditions of growing tobacco, you know we call manzana uh, for uh, when you measure, you know, hectares or acres. Yeah. Hectares, uh, so mm-hmm. you use manzana, or 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 like or paca, which is uh, about uh, uh, one one pack will be about because uh, I'm thinking kilograms will be uh, 100 pounds almost of tobacco. Which is a pocket? It's that big bag uh, of tobacco yeah. already sorted. So, yeah, that's fascinating.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, we do have a, a viewer question. Oh yeah, um, from John Lovell, who wants to know what's going to be the price point of that Lancero?
2: Uh, oh, that's a good
1: question. I think the Lancero is fifteen.
0: Okay.
1: What about the uh, the mil Diaz? The Mil Diaz has also
2: an amazing price point. I think it starts at uh nine seventy-five and goes up to uh, twelve dollars, I think. Like from dollars wow. to twelve dollars. You have different, different size. A, a, a double uh, a double robusto, we have a corona gorda. We have a what Young calls a sublime, but actually it's a six by fifty-four, not six and a half by fifty-four. And then we have a very unique size that I love, which is the mundo. So the mundo is a fifty-two by uh, three eighths, or fifty-two by one third. It's basically fifty-two by one and one forty-four uh, millimeters. Uh, it's it's like a, a, a almost like a hybrid of a of a Toro uh, and yeah. a Robusto because it's 52 gauge.
1: So yeah. s- similar in size to the 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 Cuban Monte Cristo Edmundo? Mundo.
2: That's right. That's exactly the same size. Yeah. Okay. That's my favorite. That's the one I'm smoking right now.
1: Okay. So uh, should we do it? Let's do it. All right. Let's uh,
0: move into this week's. Numero de los Muertos. All right, guys. This week's Numero de los Muertos is brought to you by Oveja Negra Brands. They bring you premium smoking experiences forged from tobacco, time, and talent. Comprised of Black Label Trading Company, Black Work Studio, Dissonant, and Emilio, Oveja Negra Brands provide smokers uncompromising blends, renowned for their flavor and lasting impression. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. Join the flock. Visit OvejaNegroCigars.com to learn more. All right, guys. This week's Numero de los Muertos is tricky. All right. So I couldn't find any global numbers, and I couldn't find any solid U.S. numbers, but there was a, a comprehensive study done in the U.K. So these numbers are U.K. only, Okay. And it is 500 people a year, um, but this happens globally, so it's not only in the UK. It's just these are the real numbers that I that I could uh, uh, find okay. and, and uh, that are solid numbers. So the UK is the only country that keeps data on <laughs> on this. Well, th- the CDC had. Some numbers, but not enough for me to really give a good U.S. estimate or a, okay. a global estimate.
1: Okay. Well, there there was a hint. There you was said CDC. Mm-hmm. All right. So five hundred.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So as always, viewers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you have guesses, put them in the comments. If you have questions, put them in the comments. Uh, Luciano, we get to guess. We get to throw out questions along the way, trying to get more hints.
0: And we already have a guest. We're not you
2: know, It's too obvious.
0: <laughs> Correct. It is not the dentist. John says going to the dentist. No. Dwight, I love you. That is such a great... <laughs> That's a great... Spontaneously combust. It, it, I would... I, I wish. Yeah. I that, wish it was that.
1: Uh, not spontaneously combust. It is not. Uh, John asks, is it trauma related? So here's...
0: Here's where it gets tricky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I suppose and any any death is trauma related. I guess. Okay. In a way. So
0: before, how about this? Before we get to that 500 number, okay, we're going to do another little trivia piece here. Can you guess how many different ways uh, a coroner has to put as a cause of death? Ooh.
1: You mean like checkboxes? Well,
0: it could be checkboxes or, you know, that uh, place on a death certificate for cause of death. How many? Oh, wow. God, it's got to be endless. I mean... there There is a specific number. Really? Yep. And it changed in 2013. Oh, man, there's... John
1: says Five. I think it's higher than five. Uh, a lot more. I'm, I'm going to say. Can I,
2: can I? Can I shoot some? Yeah, yeah
1: man. Oh,
0: diabetes. It is not diabetes.
1: <laughs> so for all the causes of death that a coroner could choose on a death certificate, I'm going to say that it's. I'll just put out a nice round even number and say a thousand.
0: Okay. Luciano, do you have a uh, guess? I don't know. I feel like it we'll would be less. It we'll would be like, I don't know, organ failures
2: through, you know, uh,
0: getting shot. <laughs> yep. So up until 2013, the number was 250 official causes of death. Hmm. That's still a lot. In 2013, it changed to 240. So they took out 10 that no longer applied or misdiagnosed causes of death.
1: So they took out 10. Okay, so.
0: So now we're at 240s. Why would they take out
1: 10? Anyway, I'm getting away from the yep. original. So the question. original
0: is 500. 500 in the UK. You said
1: CDC, so I'm thinking it has some is it related to some type of infectious disease? Maybe? Maybe. That's a yes. Regular uh, flu?
0: What was that? Regular flu? It is not not regular flu. Okay. Um Ah uh, I'm kind of a jerk for this one, by the way. (laughs) Why
1: do I feel like I need to pick some old disease that's been eradicated for for ages? It's
0: even dumber than that.
1: Like rickets or something. Even dumber than that. Is it fungal? Maybe. Maybe.
0: Hmm. John says chicken pox. It is not chicken pox, but I like that. Mm. Um,
1: is it... Uh, I need another hint. Is it flesh-eating
0: bacteria? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to stop the bleeding because this one was really pretty unfair. and we'll was, never I, get it? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, I was hoping that maybe somebody just uh, blurted it out.
1: Jim says measles. Is it measles? Is it,
0: it's not measles. It's even. It's sillier than than that. It is unknown. What? So, five hundred people a year in the UK have possible, that is unknown. I protest. <laughs> I protest cuz that's not it's totally not fair and I that's know. That's not fair. That's that's this
1: is the worst numero de los muertos <laughs> ever. That is I protest. I
0: oh I, I oh man. So here's here's the origin of this. Do you guys <laughs> uh do you guys know of uh the show uh River Monsters? Jeremy Wade, he's a uh, Yeah, he's, I've heard of it world fisherman goes out. He was, he was doing this thing in, in this village in India. And, um, these people were dying from unknown reasons. And when you're out, you know, in the middle of nowhere, you know, I can see that happening, but then it made me curious. How many people are dying from unknown causes in first world areas? And, um, there is quite a bit, and CDC does have some information. I see the eyes you're giving me, I... but this is fascinating. <laughs> oh, okay. other well, people in the U.K. <laughs> John protests, yeah, John too. John
1: protests, too. For, for, I I just feel the need to formally apologize to our guests and our viewers <laughs> for the lamest new podcast
0: of all time. I think it's fascinating. Oh, my
1: God. Okay, well... All right, that was this week's
0: Numero de, de los muertos. muertos. That was,
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I, I want to put more behind it, but... But you got it kind of two-for-one. That was a two-for-one. Because you,
0: two you got some information about classifications. So if you're wondering, there are 240... Possible... Official... Causes of death. Causes of death. I want to know
1: what the 10 were that they took off the list.
0: And I was looking for that.
1: I bet it's stuff that's been eradicated, like polio or right or whatever you know diseases have been eradicated over the years I that my guess is that that's what they took off the list but I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself all right Luciano it's time for a lightning round these are some fun non cigar related questions okay if you could choose to hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes who would it be and why you could hear their thoughts for 10 minutes. Uh, Desmond Tutu. Oh,
2: love Uh, it. Because of the, because of the, I want to, I really wanted to understand um, the amount of altruism that takes a man to do what he did. Because he's living. If if it wasn't a living person, I would say uh, Nelson Mandela maybe.
0: Oh, yes. Love both of those answers.
1: Good answer. All right, if you were about to get into a fight, what soundtrack music would come on?
0: Wow. The Game the
2: Boa soundtrack. What's the name of that yeah. song?
0: Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger, yeah.
2: Tiger. That's right. right remember
1: that one. Oh, yeah. We've heard that from a few people, mm-hmm. definitely. All right, so. Um, choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher in baseball. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman in American football. You could score a hockey goal as the goalie, or you could score coast-to-coast in a soccer game as the goalie. I would say a touchdown. Oh, yeah. 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 So <laughs> rare. I was just watching the other day some, uh, f- some football, uh, goof ups from the, you know, the over the decades of, uh, American football and they showed the, uh, um, uh, from the Vikings, Jim Jim Marshall, Jim Marshall who, running the
0: opposite way, who
1: picked up a fumble and he ran the he ran it for a t- what he thought was a touchdown, but he went the wrong way, yeah. all the way to the other end zone and uh, safety. He got a safety. So, uh, but I, it, want, it I just, love
2: Tucker, by the way. But I think the, the touchdown was more like what? I, what? Yeah. I, you know, you
1: got to run. You got to fight. Be strategic. Yeah, exactly. All right, so um, what is the what is the number one piece of advice that you would want to give to a somebody who's brand new to premium cigars? You know, they've they've just smoked their first or their second cigar; they're just starting to learn about it. What is the number one piece of advice you would want to give them?
2: Don't rush. Take your time. Mm. You know, don't don't let anybody tell you what you think.
0: Amen. Just, yeah.
2: No rush, you know. Just kind of discover your uh, the flavors, the taste profile that you like, and enjoy it. You know, just don't smoke first. Smoke. Just, just kind of smoke, trying to understand. I like to say there's several, there's several ways for you to kind of enjoy music, right? Or actually listen to music. You can actually hear music, or you can listen to music. You can pay pay attention to the notes and enjoy. It. And, and, and you know jam out or, or close your eyes and relax and enjoy that song whatever type of song you want whatever type of cigar you choose you know just kind of really enjoy don't don't just kind of smoke because of peer pressure or because you you want to you just want to impress someone just kind of really enjoy your cigar
1: yeah no that's a really good answer yep absolutely All right, so uh, this week's Notable Smokable. um, And so, Luciano, each week we talk about a cigar we smoked over the past week that was interesting to us. It could be something that's been on the market forever, or it could be something brand new that we just recently tried. Uh, The one I put on my list for this week uh, is uh, the Verena Farms Breakfast Blend. Hmm. And it's – I have to be honest, I'm not even sure where I got this cigar. I I was – I pulled out one of the drawers in my humidor, mm-hmm. reaching for something, and I saw this back there. And it's a cigar that's uh, wrapped in a fully wrapped in a paper tube with uh, uh, tissue paper underneath it. And like an
0: El Rey del Mondo?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. And it's a it's, uh, uh, Connecticut wrap uh, c- cigar. I think it was pretty old. Um, my guess is it's probably been in my humidor at least five years, if not longer, and uh, it was good. It was good. It was uh, very extremely mild, um, but, uh, you know, it burned well. Uh, it, was, it was good, and uh, it's, I don't know if it's a cigar I've ever seen in a store. I think it might be a catalog blend, um, and again, I don't have a clue where I got it, but it may have been given to me, but it's it's been in my humidor for a very long time. And uh, so that was my uh, notable smokeable for the week.
0: Well, and I had the opportunity. Uh, so the last five days I was up at our in-laws cabin in uh, northwest Wisconsin and sitting out by the fire overlooking the lake. I had a black label trading company, Killer B. And man, was that tasty. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, a good cigar. It definitely. was very good. Definitely. Um, so, Luciano, obviously for, for you, you're smoking mostly your own stuff. But is there anything outside of your own portfolio that you've smoked recently that caught your interest?
2: Yes, I uh, had the pleasure of uh, connecting with, with Rocky again this uh, past week. And I tried his quarter anniversary. And uh, it was quite an interesting cigar. I really enjoy having that cigar. So, he's a cigar that he ages for a little over two years. Uh, kind of similar uh, similar idea that we do with the, the charter lines, uh, not with the same process. And I actually enjoy smoking that cigar. But I, I'm going to actually say another one. And yes, it is one of our cigars. But I remember vividly uh, smoking the, the Lancero. I think it was probably. Uh, the second time I smoked uh, this Lancero uh, from this batch that came, you know, for the show, <laughs> and I was sitting with Miguel outside of our hotel and just enjoyed the Lancero. Man, I I was fully totally my zone with that cigar. You know? mm. It was amazing.
1: Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. that's good. So upcoming in the next few weeks for our viewers and listeners to let you know just a couple things we have coming up next week on July 28th, we're going to talk to Lee Marsh from stolen throne cigars. And then following that on August 4th, we're going to talk to Tony Berrios from Stallone cigars. And following that on August 11th, Mr. Jeff Borshowitz from Corona cigar company will be live on the show. So continue to watch, continue to listen and uh, like and subscribe and all that good stuff. Uh, Luciano, give everybody a final idea. Where is the best place for our viewers and listeners to get all the latest info on Picardo and Ace Prime?
2: Well, go to our website, uh, aceprime.com. You're going to find all the information there. Uh, of course, you know, all the cigar blogs. Uh, you guys always do a good job with the press releases. You know, many of your colleagues as well. So just just Google it and you find it. But if you want to go straight to the source... Go to uh, uh, baseprime.com or go to crownheads.com. You'll find all about us.
0: Fantastic. Luciana, it was great having you on the show. It was great meeting your family and uh, getting to know a little bit about you. We really appreciate your time and and, uh, for all you're doing in the industry and in uh, philanthropy. Thank
2: you, guys. Thank you very much for uh, the invitation. I really enjoyed the conversation.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. So, uh, as always, guys, if you have any questions, you can email us directly at howaboutthatsigar.com. You can email Garrett. You can email Matt. uh, And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HBT Cigar. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash HBT Cigar. And until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges.